Hi, listeners. I'm popping into your feed before this week's episode to let you know that after recording, we decided to split this episode into two parts just for the length to kind of save you guys a little bit of time. It's a long episode. So without further ado, this is going to be part one, and we will have part two ready for you next week. Enjoy this week's episode. Wow. Good on you. You went for the giant Bud Light, eh? That's what you said to do. Oh, I know. I, oh, I, I, uh, yeah. It's like the size of my face. Yeah, they are very big. And I'm, I I started with, with uh, some trusty brandy because uh, I'm like, ah. I, I want to get something going a little bit before I dump, jump right into the Bud Light. I'm not excited, but... Yeah. See, that's why I started with it, because then if I drink something else later, I'll have a good time. That's true. Yeah, and it will, whatever you drink after that will only be, it'll only be like, better. way better. Yeah, it'll be so much better. I'm not sure. I, it'll like, probably be melted popsicle with <laughs> booze. <laughs> yeah, I, mine's just sitting here. Oh, they break apart really easily. Mm, oh, that's kind of delightful. Yeah, I've been, every time we've been having one this week, I've had Gabriel, like, put it in a cup for me. Oh, yeah. Because it's like every time he's like, oh, do you want a popsicle? I'm like, sure. And then I am, like, in the middle of doing something, and I'm like, like, I can't eat it, like, right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, he got me a popsicle the other night when I was playing um, Yakuza. Is he really enjoys watching me play it because I just go around and like run into drunk people and I'm like, oh, you ran into me. I'm going to beat you up (laughs) Up now. He's like, you're just robbing all the drunkards for their money. I'm like, well, they shouldn't have gotten in my way. The classic. Yeah. yeah, The classic like open world distraction thing. Yeah. It's the amount of times that I have been playing something like Grand Theft Auto or an Assassin's Creed game, and I remember what I was doing the last time I played. So I'm like, okay, it's time to jump into this. I'm going to get stuff done. Immediately boot up the game, ready to go. And in the first, like, two seconds, I'm like, ooh, that car looks cool. I'm going to steal it. And then it leads me on a whole new thing. And, like, three hours later, I'm like, oh, yeah, wasn't I going to actually, like, progress the story of the game this time? And I'm like, fuck, I got to go to bed. Yeah, I'm like, should I do something? I guess I'm going to bed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's that's just it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, every time it's been doing something like that, and I'm like, I, I can't eat a Popsicle right now. I physically yes. can't. They are so damn refreshing. They are. They are very nice. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome. To the, this is... This is our little show here, a Peculiar Pairings podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. We appreciate your presence. Hell yeah, we do. My name is Matt. And I'm Celine. And uh, I want to, 
I want to start off this week just by saying if it's been a while for our listeners, that's my bad. We've had some sort of technical difficulties. We're still in the middle of moving, even though it's been months. <laughs> and Lily... <laughs> it uh, never ends. It really doesn't. But L- Lily got a fence for the, the yard of her beautiful new house. And it's been a long time. It's been like two months that we've been waiting. And the, the fence guys finally came a couple weeks ago. And... It was just it was just wild to see it actually going up. And it's one of those kinds of fences that sort of just goes together. Like there it's a bunch of sort of really strong plastic pieces that kind of go together like a puzzle piece. So it, yeah. all the what takes the most time is just like drilling all of the holes. And I was at work and Lily was at home and uh she was watching Netflix or something, and they're almost done with the fence. And oh, they were so close. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I, I, I think I took a picture of it. There were literally three posts left. They had all the holes dug, and they oh had three God. posts left to finish the entire fence. And Lily wow. goes, what the fuck? So all of a sudden, Netflix stops, and it's just like, you know, the, the thinking circle of doom. And she's like, I mean, internet's been slow lately, but it's not this bad. Yeah, and she checks on her phone, she checks on her computer, she's like, everything's not working, what the hell? The modem oh. is up. Yeah. She goes outside. She goes like, hey, um, by any chance, did you guys maybe clip the cable? And he's like, boy, I don't I don't think so. You know, we saw the flags and stuff. Well, if you go out there and look at it, where one of the corners of the fence is, is literally right on one of the flags that goes for the internet oh cable. God. I mean, literally, like right, right on, on top it. of it. My only wow. real complaint about all this is like, this is your main business. As far as I know, you guys don't do any other work. It's your, your whole yeah. game is fencing. Wouldn't you have encountered this before and like gone to the homeowner and been like, Hey, I know we said it was going to be a hundred feet or whatever. Uh, just so you're aware if it's all right, we're going to do 99 feet and like 10 inches or, or like eight inches because where the last post that we want to do is, is right where that flag is. Was that, is that all right with you? But no, yeah. they just put it down. Yeah. And I'm like, how did you not, no, because even like the flags are essentially guesses, you know, the, the technology isn't perfect for yeah. that kind of thing. So there's always going to be a few inches of give here and there. You'd want to give yourself like a decent amount of space. But yeah, yeah. Long story short, we were without Internet for about a week and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Little hard to record when you don't have Internet, since that is how we record this. We don't live in the same place, right. so we can't just go over to someone's house and be like, let me just set up everything. Here we go. Yeah. And unfortunately, the first night that it was out, um, Lily had gone out of town. So I'm like, oh, I'm just going to have a night to catch up on shows that like she and Aww. I don't watch together. Yeah. I'm like, this is going to be great. I'll just, I'll just catch up on some stuff. And I started watching two episodes of season three. I think it is of uh, what we do in the shadows on Hulu. And mm. I'm, I'm on a family plan with, with Zach and Jenny. And Zach texts me within like two hours. Like, I think I'm like halfway through the third episode. And he's like, hey, are you using your your Wi-Fi on your phone a lot? And I'm like, yeah, why? And he sent me a quoted text message from Verizon that says, hey, this line is almost out of wireless data. And I'm like, oh, great. Because I've done that oh. before in the past with my phone. So when my internet was out for us to record, my first suggestion was going to be, well, I should be able to use my phone. And unfortunately, I used up all the data in uh, one sitting. So, uh, 
This is fun. This is why you got to get unlimited data. Well, so I technically have that, but it's the thing where they throttle it down to like 200 oh, megabytes. Yeah, they slow megabytes. it down once yeah. you reach a certain spot and they're like, you don't deserve. Right. Exactly. Because, yeah, when I first. Data now. You're like, oh, yeah. cool. Like, I'm, I'm paying for it. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it kind of makes sense because back in the day when they originally offered the unlimited plans, they were pretty stupid expensive. A lot of people didn't get them, but you all, it was also like 3G. And so a lot of people didn't really use their data. But when I first moved out on my own, my first year in my apartment, I just used my cell phone's Wi-Fi for all my Internet access. And it worked well enough. So I got by. But apparently a lot of people started doing that. So they uh, they canceled everybody's contracts and they're like, we're not doing unlimited anymore. And then when they did bring back yeah. the unlimited plans, they're like, OK, they're unlimited, but with a limit. And it's like, oh, yeah, well. it's I love when I get that text from AT&T and they're like, hey, you've used a lot of data. It's going to start slowing down. And I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, and I'm like, are you going to charge me anymore? And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay. Then I guess I'm just going to keep on going cool. until it's gone. I'm going to just keep going because this is what I pay for. Yeah. Well, and so. apparently apparently, we have, like, different allotments for using the Wi-Fi hotspot versus just using your phone. Um, hmm. And so when, when, when I realized that my phone ran out... Uh, I could still watch YouTube well enough. So I just sat home for like the whole weekend that Lily was gone and I basically just played Tetris and listened to podcasts that I was streaming. Cause I'm like, well, I can do this well enough. I guess that's a good way to go. It worked out. You know, it, I got a lot of Tetrising done and yeah. it was, so it was overall a productive weekend. Although I was really happy when she came back in the first day. Like the the fence was almost ready to go still, and the the internet guys finally came back, and I came home from work, and she had Netflix playing, and I was just like, oh thank God, like so I take the internet's back, the internet's back, right? She's like, yeah, and I'm like, thank God, thank God, oh, we have survived, mm-hmm. we have made it. Yeah, and then I finally finished that third episode of What We Do in the Shadows. Well, there you go. You you finally yeah. made it there. It took a while, but you got it's- there. It took a while, but I made it. I've crossed the desert and I've made it to the other side of internet hell. Yes. And now Which, we're back. Yeah. So here we are. And, and, that, and that brings yeah. us to today. Yeah. So what is our story for this week? So we are talking about 9-11 conspiracy theories. Which, as I was thinking of just a list of different topics... I thought about this one from a camping trip I had in my youth. Years oh, no ago. kidding. Yeah. Um, I want to say it was like of all things. my freshman year of high school. I want to oh, say wow. something like that. It was either my freshman or sophomore year. My mom and stepdad, they do a camping trip like every Labor Day weekend. And it's like oh, a whole okay. thing. And Like, we've gone a few times before, so, like, this is, like, a normal thing for us at this point. And on this particular trip, one of the other people that was with us, I remember him saying to us, like, at the campfire one night, he just, like, leans over and he's like, you know 9-11's not real. And we're like, 
What? (laughs) (laughs) I was, I'll admit I was wondering how a camping trip sparked this because I'm like, I thought you were going to say like you took a trip to the East Coast or something. No, we're camping in the woods in Colorado and he just leans over and is like, you know, 9-11's not real. I'm like, you do realize like another person we're camping with like lost a family member in it, right? <laughs> oh my god. Well, like they how, were actors. Clearly they were actors. Conclusion. Was what? it just was it just apropos of nothing? Like just, hey, hey, you know 9-11? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it just came out of nowhere and we're like, what? <laughs> What is happening? Uh, when a when and a family friend reveals his like stripes, telling everyone else how nine eleven wasn't real, and then of course the girl whose her dad died in it. I don't know if he was on the plane or, and I think he was in the plane. Oh wow! And she, because he was like coming back from a business trip, I think it was. Oh, that's sad. So she was very upset I, about I this. Bet. I'm like. Yeah. So in thinking of different topics and having different conspiracy theories I want to go through, this kind of came up. So that's how I got to that one. And that's pretty remarkable. Yeah. I did not want to do it anywhere in September because I feel like that's just not really the time. Yeah. And that kind of actually brings me to our, our, our pairings for tonight because I wanted to do something that was sort of an homage, but I didn't, I wanted to be careful about like how we did this. And I don't know if this is going to be very appropriate or not, but I was trying to think of things that represented like true Americana, you know, just the, the heart of the country. And to me, it always, it reminds, you know, like 9-11 reminds me of school. I was in 10th grade when everything occurred. And looking back, even though I was a little older, it still for some reason makes me think of of summer because it was in the fall, but it, it's, it's the yeah. earliest part of school. So you're still kind of in summer mode and it makes me think of ice cream and biking around with friends. And we would always stop at uh, a local uh, uh, park like concession stand and mm-hmm. we would get twin pops and I always got root beer flavor. So for this week, the, the treat is just classic twin. And they're just as good as I remember. They're so simple, but they're delicious. Yeah, they are. Um, I, I also grabbed a root beer one for today because it screamed America to me. Yeah. It, it's because I was in the freezer section too. And I was looking at them and I remember them coming in like cherry, like orange mm-hmm. and um, grape. Yeah, yeah. And then usually a variety pack. And I would always eat the root beer ones first. And oddly enough, at the store I went to just this week, it was only cherry. And then I found one box of root beer way in the back. And I was like, oh, thank mm. God. I'm like, I didn't even know they made box of just root beer, but that's the one yeah. I had. They changed the way ours are because we always had it where it was the cherry, orange, and grape. And then there was a second one that was banana, root beer, and lime. Mm. But now they just put it in like this big bag with the lime, root beer, and banana. Interesting. 
Yeah. Now that you mention it, I think you're right. Yeah, I do remember it being that kind of weird. So you you had to. I don't think a lot of us were fans of lime and banana. You know they I use love root banana. beer. Oh really? I do. <laughs> I really like the banana. You the weirdo. Lime, I know the lime. I'm not as big of a fan of. I'll eat it, but it's not like my favorite. My favorite oh. is banana and root beer. Interesting. Yeah, no, because I my assumption was that they always used the root because like you've got your cherry, your like orange and grape, uh, and they're like classic. They're all pretty much solid flavors. Maybe orange yeah. has a little less flavor, whatever. But it's like then you come down to lime, banana, and root beer, and it's like I always assumed they were just using the root beer to sell the lime and banana because I <laughs> I would the root beer was always gone first. But when you eat runts, do you or do you eat runts at all? The, mm -hmm. like not I haven't in like a while but yeah do you eat the banana first I so I'm a weirdo and I like to save the thing I like for last okay so I'll save it for the last thing I eat because it's the thing I like the most <laughs> but I was gonna say what what I'm really asking is is banana your favorite out of the runs I want to say it might be strawberry but I do really like the banana Okay, good answer. Because banana is bizarre. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just, but strawberry. I mean, I think most people would agree the strawberry out of runs is just yes. phenomenal. It's. I mean, it's kind of always the best flavor out of anything, like Starburst, yeah. uh, Skittles. I guess I'm not sure what Skittles flavors are, but the pink one. Yeah, I want to say it is strawberry, the red one. But then they have like mm -hmm. all the different tropical ones and i do like tropical skittles they are they very good they're good but yeah they're not as, I, yeah they're they're not as I'm easily found but they're very good banana you're a banana kid that's so weird yeah. well i really like banana laffy taffy like that's my favorite flavor is the banana oh man we are not paired properly for this podcast your <laughs> your flavor profile is on a, a whole <laughs> different swing banana. Oh, we would throw the banana runts at kids that we didn't like. That's how bad they were like, eat this, you stupid bastard. They're so gross. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so we didn't actually do that, but we did make fun of them because it's weird. I like the banana. Don't speaking, of, speaking of things that are weird and that no one should like, uh, that brings us to our drink pair, which... Uh, I do want to uh, make sort of a caveat here that I am the kind of person, and maybe maybe people will make fun of me. I'll, I'll put my own weirdishness out there. I'm the kind of person, like, on pizza, I much prefer sausage. I tend to not be within the, like, the normal thing that is, like, the number one thing in America. And as far as I know, pepperoni is the number one American pizza topping. I think I don't think it's disgusting, but it's so greasy and it's just sort of it's gotta spice. It's got to be the with... right pepperoni. That's true. Yeah, there is there good are pepperoni. Some that are really good, and then some you're like, "What is this?" Yeah, and I think most of the big chains don't get the best pepperoni. That's probably fair to say. It's just it's like yeah. salami that went bad or pastrami that went bad or something. Um, but similar to my my dislike of the number one American pizza topping, I am blown away by what is the number one American beer. 
And so this is not my choice of what I would want to drink. But for this particular episode, I felt the need to go kind of, again, like within the Americana realm and what is the number one beer in America. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this week, oh, we're drinking Bud Light. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. Oh, Bud Light. Oh, my God. There is a reason people take Bud Light and Coors skiing. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's so bad. This is the beer that you could chug on the ski lift and feel nothing. Unless you're coming from like a low altitude, then it's like enough to give you a little something because of the altitude, but for no other reason. Oh my God. I, uh, uh, much like the, uh, the twin pops, it has been a long time since I've had Bud Light and. Oof. Less good memories are coming back to me right now than with the twin (laughs) pop. I'll just say that. The the college drunken nights. Well, and it's, yeah, because it's one of those things where when, especially your earlier years, all it is about is efficiency. You want to get the most cheapest beer you can get because you're all on a budget. You've got a a house full of party goers. You just need to, you don't even necessarily need to get people drunk. You just need to get them drinks. And while the, the college staple, I think, is Natty Ice, Bud Light is a pretty, a pretty close contender and yeah. in in the decades following, I have uh, certainly expanded my palate for beer considerably. Yeah. And Ooh. right now I have uh, some some uh, left hand nitro milk stout in the fridge with oh, some Guinness. Oh, you got that with your name on it for <laughs> after? <laughs> exactly. I was going to have that ready after the Bud Light, but I, I have uh, some brandy on ice to, to pair with the Bud, basically. Because, uh, wow, I, I, uh, I don't mean to, to diss anybody who's listening whose Bud Light is your favorite. Far be it from me to, to uh, come down on anyone who, who has their favorite, but I do not like not this beer. Not your favorite, and that is okay. <laughs> like, I had my rating for this beer ready to go before I even messaged you about what we were going to do. Oh, and... It. I wish I could rate it even less now. The I oh, did. It's so bad. It's just. Anyway, yeah. but enough preamble. Yeah. Let's let's get to the heart of this American disaster and talk about some wild conspiracy theories. Yes. So our sources for this week is Wikipedia, BBC. 911memorial.org and more Wikipedia. Um, the specific articles I looked at was 911 conspiracy theories, failure of imagination, and the 911 truth movement. Oh boy. <laughs> so, it's a um, movement. As you stated earlier during 911, you were in 10th grade. Mm-hmm. I was in first grade. Really? Yes. Oh my God. I <laughs> show a little a little difference there. I was in first grade, and I actually remember being up like really early this day for whatever reason. Because as a child, I like to wake up at like four in the morning. Oh, wow. get ready and like watch cartoons at like six a.m. Mm, as children mm-hmm. do. 
Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, I did this this morning and was like, the news is on every oh. channel. Like, what is this? <laughs> oh, <laughs> kind of like know- not really understanding what was happening, but that was yeah. that the news was on every channel. And I distinctly remember being at school and they wouldn't let us go outside like for recess. And we're like, oh, we have to stay inside. Mm-hmm. And my mom swears up and down that we didn't go to school. And I'm like, no, I remember we were all disappointed because my classmate had his birthday and his oh. mom couldn't get in the school to bring us cupcakes. And we kept being like, are we going to get cupcakes? Like, is she coming? And he's like, she should be. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, we were probably like bothering him about it all day. And then like, he's upset that like his mom couldn't bring us the cupcakes. She brought him in the next day. And that oh, was fine. Nice. But this, like, this makes me think of two things just in, in, cause I didn't realize that you were quite that much younger than me. But it, it makes me think of... It's almost 10 years. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it makes me think of two different things of one being just how immature I was because I was in my second year of high school. One would hope that you have a certain level of maturity, but I distinctly remember the news being on the TVs in all of our classrooms and me and my friends mostly just being like, so like, can we go home or like... Like, we had no idea what was really happening. We just knew that school wasn't really going on. And so we were like, if we're not going to do school, can we go? Like, we had no real concept. Like, I feel like I should have been plugged in a little bit more, but we we didn't really pay attention. Yeah. But also, when you mentioned the the cartoons thing, I just realized that a lot of kids born after us are going to be in the streaming age. So they won't have that experience of like, you're trying to watch your favorite cartoon and every channel, regardless of what their main demographic is, is just showing coverage on that kind of a thing. Cause it's a national yeah. story. It's an yeah, international it story. Yeah. Really important at the time. And yeah, it, I do remember like us sitting in our classroom and it was almost like we were in like a lockdown, mm-hmm. but kind of not really like we couldn't go and like be in certain areas of the classroom because they're like, no, no, no. Like we're going to stay over here. Like we're reading a story together and we're mm. doing this. And we're like, but I want to play with the toys on the other side of the room by the windows. And they're like, no, yeah. no, no, children stay over here. It was kind of a weird gray area of things happening. Cause I do re- remember having that sense of, no one really knowing what's going on because Mm -hmm. a lot of people genuinely thought that like, this isn't just going to be localized to this area. Like it's starting here, but a lot of people assumed it was going to be a national like sweep of attacks, which, you know, you have to admit with the little information you have going on, especially right away that morning, everybody's just like, what, what the hell is going on? So it, it is kind of interesting that they're sort of, secretly trying to be like, hey, let's stay away from the windows just in case, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And for us, I do remember people being worried about the airport because we have like the small Eagle Airport right in the area. Oh, And that was because American Airlines is one of the main airlines that actually flies out of that airport. Oh. 
Boy, I bet, I bet all of that was a bad time for American Airlines. Were both the planes yeah. American Airlines? It was American Airlines and I believe it was United. That Yeah, that yes. rings a bell. United and American Airlines. Oof. I mean, it's like, yeah. I, I get the feeling that especially back then, it's one of those things where it could have happened to any airline, but yeah. just... Being one of the airlines is not going to be a good time. No, no, no. And with that being said, before we get into the actual theory and conspiracy, I'm going to talk about some of the facts. Okay. Just give it. Give us a little groundwork. Uh, yeah, a good a yeah. base to start from. Yes, you know the the stuff people like to ignore for these theories. Right. <laughs> yeah, facts. Right. So number one being that Al-Qaeda suicide operatives hijacked two American airline flights and a United flight, which was United Airlines Flight 175, American Airline Flight 11, which were the two that hit the Twin Towers, then American Airline Flight 77, which hit the Pentagon, and then United oh, yeah. Airlines Flight 93, which didn't actually make it into any physical structures, but it was taken down into a field in Pennsylvania, I believe it was. Yeah, that's the one. They made a movie about it. Like the the people essentially took over the plane from the hijackers. Yes. Is, yeah, yeah. Okay. Did. Right. I forgot there were four of them. Yeah. And there's... Oh, gosh, I'm trying to remember. I want to say it was a podcast I listened to recently, and I'll I'll see if I can find it at some point and like share it on social media where they talk about that flight specifically and a lot of the stuff that has been done in memorial to that flight specifically. And it's actually really interesting. I'm going to say that sounds really cool. Yeah. And with that, the that flight specifically, because it was one of the last planes to go down, they had more information. So they mm. I want to say people being people and being like, I'm not going to turn my phone off on this airplane. <laughs> yeah. You know, someone got a message that something happened to these other flights and they're like, oh, my God, this is happening to ours. And yeah. tried to work with that. That's true. And it, it kind of gives you an eerie thought that like you would almost want to be on the first plane just because you wouldn't have any idea of what was going on. So you, you, yeah. you're not expecting anything really bad to happen because at that time you just ex I, I well, I can't speak for what it was like to actually be there, but I imagine most people were just like, oh, we're going over New York. That's cool. And. I can imagine in the later planes, just having more information would be terrifying. Yeah. And unfortunately, with these attacks, there were a lot of things that were ignored. And there was a pretty poor lack of communication with different intelligence agencies and just kind of this, what they call the failure of imagination, which is that something undesirable but also pretty predictable happening 
And then in hindsight being like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That, like, of course that would have happened. Type Great. of thing. That's comforting. Yeah. Like, and then it's I, you know, I, a lot of bureaucracy in there. Yeah. And I suppose at a, at a certain level, at least, um, it's easy to look back, especially now and, and judge. But at the time, it was such an unprecedented kind of thing that I, I yeah. it's kind of easy for them to be like, what? Some terrorists hijacked the... Well, that's ridiculous. Come on. What are you talking about? Yeah. That can't possibly be a credible threat. That's bullshit. It's America. Nobody can take our planes. What are you talking about? Yeah. And then you, it's kind of like how um, everything before 9-11, you could go up to the gate of an airplane, not have a ticket, not have to go through like security mm-hmm. or all that and like have to have those things to get through. Right. And that completely changing and being like, huh, you're not getting past this security checkpoint unless you have a boarding pass for somewhere. Yeah, like it totally changes. I mean, you look back at certain movies and there's that trope of like meeting someone at their gate right as they're walking off the plane and they're like, oh my yeah. God, they're, you know, yeah, that's absolutely that's a thing of the past. Now. Yeah, because you, yeah, you can't, you can't just go into where the gates are past security. I mean, security basically didn't even exist in back then. Yeah, it it wasn't really much of a thing. At least I certainly mean, not in the way that we think of it today. Yeah, I I mean, I was also six when this happened. So I only flew a handful of times that I can remember before this. So I can't entirely say like from my own personal experience what that actually looked like. Right. No, for sure. In in fact, yeah, I think at that time I had literally flown once and I was, I was like eight, maybe, maybe 10. Yeah. <clears throat> Did a lot of driving instead. I do like driving. Oh, road too. trips are fun. They are. This, this whole <laughs> episode is just a, an advertisement. It's like a PSA just to say like, hey, why don't we drive more? Come on, everybody. With the Get cost the of gas? No. Oh, well. <laughs> no. I I'm mean, it has gone down, but like, oh. Yeah. I'm saying, come on, people. Let's boost the economy. Get out there and spend money on gas. Let's drive. It's summer. Whoa. I'm sorry. Gas, gas prices are coming down. Gas should not be as expensive as it is. And it I is stand really by expensive. that. I, I, in fact, I was actually shocked because I just filled up my car literally an hour before we were going to record this on my way home. And mm. I realized... It was, uh, it was like $42. Um, I have a pretty small tank and it wasn't even empty, but the, the time I had filled it up before then, I was just happy it was under 50. Cause the last time I filled it up, it was like 62 bucks. I was, fumes, and it was at the peak. And yeah, today I'm like, Hey, it's really coming down. And then I realized, oh yeah, six months ago, I probably filled it up for like 25 bucks. Like, ugh. yeah, yeah. I, great. I put gas in my car yesterday and it was $4.39 per gallon at Costco. Yowza. So very, considering that it was like almost up to $5, we were, yeah. everyone was like raging about it here because we're like, I will not pay $5. Yeah, yeah. it is one, one strange advantage of being in the Midwest. We have a lot of oil derricks out here and, and a lot of, I think Iowa in particular does a lot of uh, petroleum refining. Mm-hmm. And 
so we actually have some stations around here that are already like 390 or something. So it's Ooh. coming down, but even still, like, like I said, like beginning of the year, I think it was 290 something. Yeah. Still, uh, still up there a ways. It is. So going back to our topic, um, mm. 9-11 was carried out in four different attacks by Al-Qaeda, which is an Islamic extremist group. And this occurred, as we've mentioned, on the morning of September 11th, 2001 at, I want to say it was like around 8.15 in the morning. It was in New York time. So for where I live, it was six in the morning. Where you are, it was seven. Okay, yeah. Roughly. And I'm not sure if they picked the date on purpose. This is something I'm myself I'm still kind of vague on because right. it is ironically also the number for our emergency line 911. Yeah. It I I mean I suppose it could cuz that date doesn't really seem to hold beyond that it doesn't seem to really hold any other significance. Yeah. It's like between it's between Labor Day and It's Halloween, just kind of a random day otherwise yeah. but the only other thing I can think of is they know that like certain schools start and stop the year at different times. So they know by, you know, the Around second week of September. Yeah. Like every school is going to be in session. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I get the and feeling it was just kind of random. Yeah, I th- I think it was. But I do think that there is a bit of irony mm-hmm. in that. There was yeah, a total- if it wasn't planned. It's certainly an interesting coincidence. It is. It really is. Uh, There was a total of 19 terrorists that hijacked four commercial airlines deliberately, crashing them into the Twin Towers, the Pentagon, and then a field on its way to D.C. Let's. um, The plane was on route to D.C., but I don't know if they hijacked it like too early or. Either way, it was not successful in hitting anything, but was crashed into a field. Yeah. The, the intervention of the passengers prevented it from being successful. Yes. And the attacks themselves killed a total of 2,977 people from 93 nations in total. Oh, yeah. That was 2,753 people in New York just either in the towers, in the plane, or just people on the street getting hit with debris. Jesus, yeah. There were 184 people killed at the Pentagon, and then 40 people on Flight 93 when it... Right. Yes, and I will say there are some really amazing documentaries and stuff out there for 9-11. I, I want to say ABC did a special on like the 20 year anniversary this last year. Yeah, and I think you're right. <clears throat> I cannot find it anywhere. Cause I only watched like part of it and the whole thing was just absolutely chilling to listen to everyone. Just talk about like, yeah, I was on like the 80 something floor and somehow managed to make it down and survive. Yeah, I it think just, it was on. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I watched like ten minutes of it 
uh, a while back. And then I had to uh, go meet some friends or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think it was on Hulu for a while. It might still be on Hulu. I'm not sure. But yeah, I think Either they aired it once on, on broadcast it. television. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Like you said, chilling. Yes. And that's kind of just a pretty shallow dive. You could talk about this for hours. Oh, yeah. But we're, we don't have the time, and I don't feel that it necessarily does any good for our story today, since it is yeah, the, more common knowledge. Yeah, the, the information is out there. Most of the people who would be listening to this know what we're talking about already. Yeah, so, yeah. it's it's not a super old historical thing. You're like, I've never heard of this before. Right, right. most, yeah, just about most everyone. Who, this. Yeah, I think it's fair to say anyone who's in the era of like knowing what a podcast is, knowing how to get them and where they listen, yeah. you know, like, Anyone who's listening to this already has like their own podcast platform that they're used to using. So they're young yeah. enough that they lived through this. Yes. Yes. Or should we say old enough? No, because we don't. Because <laughs> I'm just saying, because like, I don't want to say that because I feel like <laughs> that ages me. So it's, it's, can we just. It's a mix of both. <laughs> I'm going to say that. It's a mix of young enough to understand podcasting but yet old enough to actually remember this as a person who's like nearing the point of being able to be called middle age i'm gonna just say let's go with young so yes yeah the youths as i like (laughs) to say the youths the youths yeah i still yeah i still count myself amongst the youths although real quick aside (laughs) you say it like that i don't know if it works the youths. The youths. The, the, when I started working at the post office, it was the last job, or it was the first job I had where I wasn't, like, knowingly the youngest person there. I was always used to being, like... Really? Yeah, because I, I had... Um, or technically, it was, it was one of my last years when I was working at the, the Supreme Court in St. Paul. Someone... We had, like, a number of people join, and they were kind of at, like, intern level. And I was used to being in my 20s and just being the youngest person in an office. And then I realized I was about to turn 30 and they were like, I'm 24. And I'm like, oh, oh, no, the the tide has turned. That was I know that feeling. That was me at my last job where I suddenly went from being one of the youngest people in the office to like one of the oldest people in the office. Oh, wow. Although that kind of. That is a bit of a stark contrast to where I work now at the post office. Just like a lot of the people that work there are are lifers who have already been there for like 20 years. But I suppose you yeah. worked at more of like a tech thing or or at least doing it. It was a nonprofit stuff. that I was at uh, my last job. And nonprofits are trendy. A lot of the, a lot they, of youngsters fresh out of college want to go work. A lot, there. Of, a lot of youngsters. So hopeful. In, yeah. in a way, it made sense because like after at that point, like I had been there for a while and then we had new hires. So I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. But like, wow, it is. Yeah, it is a strange sort of psychological Ooh. twist where you're like, oh, no, I'm not just I'm not automatically like by default, the young person. Yeah, I had that at Starbucks, but I was never I was when I was like one of the older people, I was still like in the middle. Right. Well, at Star- yeah, at Starbucks, it's usually a lot of high schoolers. 
So it's like, oh, it makes sense that yep. that would be an odd experience to be like, you're the old person, but you're still like easily mid or early twenties. you're like, yeah. Oh, I feel so old. I had a buddy who worked at a caribou and he has told me multiple times a story about, um, you know, he, he was like pushing 30 and working with mostly high schoolers. And I don't remember the exact scenario, but he just, I remember him saying he told them to go get the landline and they just looked at him like, oh, like what? He's like the, the phone in the office. And they're like, what? And they're like, the thing that's attached to the wall that's on the desk, like the landline go. And they had no idea what he's, cause they're just so used to cell phones. They, it's oh, kind of the God. same thing as like you were talking about with like, the commercial or not the commercials, but the breaking news breaking into your cartoons yeah. have literally no concept of that. Cause it doesn't it's happen. It's not a thing that happens yeah, anymore. Just, and I remember him texting me and I'm like, you know, even getting into our thirties, I've never felt as old as I do right now. Like growing up with the idea of a landline phone. Like, yeah. Wow. I physically yeah. have a landline on my desk right now. Really? In your, in your home? My office what? phone is a landline. Oh, although don't don't you work from home? I do. Okay. Did like is that a work phone or yes. is that your okay? Well, it that's... Is a work, it's not my phone, but I do physically have a landline. <laughs> that is so weird in my yeah. office. That is interesting. Oh my god. Yes. Wow. Yes. Landlines. Yeah, that's I mean the funny. last time I had my own like personal landline phone was in college and it was just because the whole college was already hooked in with it, you know? Yeah. And by the time we moved out, we all just had not necessarily had phones. So we just, yeah, we had phones in our pockets. We didn't need them. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway, long off on our Sorry. tangents today. <laughs> yeah. That's well, fine. it's been a while. Yeah, it has. It has. So our first theory and the overarching theme so we have like a few themes and then we'll get into like little subgroups okay is that people let it happen on purpose yeah yeah theme. i was gonna say that's probably one of the I, I i can't necessarily say if it's the the most prevalent but it's certainly the one i've heard the most that it was like sort of yeah. an inside job or, mm -hmm. or at the very least that information was known and nothing was done. Yes. Which is, that is the biggest one is that individuals in the government had at least some sort of foreknowledge of the attacks and deliberately ignored it or that mm -hmm. they actively weakened United States defenses to ensure that this was not interrupted. Mm -hmm. Right. And that in some shape or form, they wanted to let this happen and they wanted it to be successful, which oddly enough is also something that was talked about after the bombing of Pearl Harbor. No kidding. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that until now. So, or until I researched. Although, and, yeah, now that you mention yeah. it, I do remember hearing, um, I think one of my friends told me in like middle school, they talked about how, it was just really coincidental that they had like moved certain new ships away from the harbor. And so when they attacked, it wasn't, it wasn't as devastating a blow as Japan as it thought it would be been. or something. Yeah. Right, right. And they're like, wow, isn't that weird? And it's like, eh, it could just be a coincidence. Just a coincidence generally. Right. 
it, it, it does kind of go to show that no matter what era you're in, how much technology you have, people still just want to search for something that isn't necessarily there. Yeah. And one of the biggest, I guess, things supporting this argument is that in some shape or form, people were benefiting off of this event oh. happening. Mm, okay. With the biggest being suspected insider trading, which is actually <laughs> something we did see leading up to the rise of COVID back in 2020. Oh. Is that government officials and people have actually been like charged and persecuted for this. They oh, had really? some knowledge that there was this virus that was spreading really quickly. It was affecting a lot of people. So they then in turn took that knowledge, went to the stock market and invested their money in medical companies like Pfizer and Moderna and Janssen and Janssen. Okay. Janssen and Janssen. Janssen. All Jansen. of that. <laughs> I there have is to a medical I'm... company called Janssen. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> not like a weird thing I'm throwing out there. It is real. I'll admit I wasn't going to say anything, but I, I don't really know. Like the, the thing that did come to mind was Johnson and Johnson. I'm like, I've never heard of Johnson and Johnson, yeah. but I'm not, you uh, know, I, I don't Johnson, know. Johnson, J and J. Right. Exactly. I, uh, I, you know, I, I've honestly never heard of that. It makes perfect sense, but I, I never realized that people have actually been prosecuted and all whatnot for that already. But that yeah. even goes back to nine 11. Yes. And the, there are definitely some things that are odd about this. Mm. I wouldn't necessarily say that it is like the driving factor. Right. But it has been noted that there were some pretty odd anomalies in just different areas in finance, like the stock market, insurance companies, defense contractor things, brokerage firms. Right. Oh, yeah. I could definitely see defense contractors being a thing. If you notice a lot of movement towards, like, defense contractors right before 9-11, that would be kind of a red flag. Yes. And one of these extraordinary things was a lot of people were selling assets in what they call put options, which is selling an asset at a specific price. So when it reaches a specific price, it'll like sell. Oh, yeah. And that was for both United Airlines and American Airlines, which Ugh. was suggesting that <laughs> people who owned their stocks knew something was coming and then pulled all their shares. Yeah. So their stock rates plummeted, but people are making tons of money off of it because they sold everything right before this right. major accident and then everything just tanked. Yeah. So, yeah, it heavily implies that they knew something was about to come and they're like, yeah, let's get the fuck out of there. Yeah. They're like, mm, I'm not going to stick around for this. Honestly, of all the, the bits of conspiracy theories I've heard about 9-11, that's probably the most compelling because like. This is the one I believe the most. Yeah. Follow the money that, you know, it's like that makes total sense where they're like. Because if you watch certain things where they're talking about, oh, the the beams wouldn't melt at this heat or whatever, and like you could see explosions. I was gonna say I don't want to I don't want to jump ahead too much, but there are certain things that sound like someone 
really reaching for something and it's like no yeah the stock market thing that really makes the most sense like if they if they saw yeah. this coming they're like oh we know these airlines are about to tank so we're going to get the hell out yeah and it could very much be that people were seeing this writing on the wall with going back to that uh failure of imagination mm. where they're seeing like yeah we we definitely think that this could happen these people are really angry and just it all kind of happening at the same time right it could just sort of just be a coincidence that could right. happen i'm not saying that couldn't be an option but this is the one that i would say is the most compelling just right. considering how much of it was happening well and there's and also a possibility i don't know how much like you delved into it but it's 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 possible that like people were getting out of airlines in general. So maybe you would mm -hmm. see a trend of like Delta and I don't know if Alaska existed then, but you know, like all of these airlines, maybe a lot of people were dumping their shares from all of these airlines. It just so happens that most people focus on United and American at that time because it's yeah. like, well, those were the ones. So those yeah, were the really know. big airlines at the time. Like I, right. I know there were other airlines, but those are definitely the ones I remember being around then. Because mm -hmm. I know, like, Southwest is a newer airline in the oh, last, yeah. like, since 9-11. It is also noted that just in general, there was a lot of uh, unusual market activity in the days leading up to 9-11. Mm, okay. I, I feel like that that's just kind of a bit of a coincidence that just sometimes yeah, that's, things that's happen. That's one that feels like coincidence, like, oh, yeah. Weird, okay. Maybe that's even a trend that happens every fall. So it's like as schools go back into service and people aren't whatever. flying and vacationing as much. Yeah, exactly. So it's just it just happens to be a time of the year when that tends to fluctuate and whatnot. Yeah, and, that is very uh, possible. But I also don't know. So maybe it was a complete anomaly. Yes. Um, there was a big rise in those uh, put option ratios for both American and Delta or American and United, not Delta mm -hmm. airlines to the point where there was a record exchange in the uh, Chicago boards where they had it based in Chicago. Hmm. And it was a total of 4,744 of those put option contracts on just United Airlines. Oh, wow. And then almost 400 more, like, in the, like, the next day. Yeah. Okay, I mean, that is a bit more compelling, like, the idea that it is literally record-setting trading going on. Yeah, and it's, they saw similar numbers for American Airlines on September 10th. Hmm. So United was September 6th and 7th, and then American was on the 10th. Interesting. But All right. the thing that makes it weirder is that this didn't happen to any other airline. Okay, now, let's see, now you got me. Now I'm in. No, I got you. Yeah, that's... Now, now I'm in. So I'm actually answering your question from earlier. You are? I was going to say, son of a bitch, you set me up. Yeah, now, <laughs> okay, now I'm already not... leaning towards this is all real. Yes, and... It does not take a lot. The 9-11 commission did conclude that the patterns were, we were weird. And I'm like, yeah, hmm. that's, that's odd. But did not actually conclude that any sort of 
insider trading or criminal activity was happening. Yeah, so they still conclude that, like, it's intriguing, but potentially still just a coincidence. Yes. Okay. And then you also saw this with insurance companies and that a lot of people were buying more traveler's insurance. And Citigroup specifically had about 500 million in claims from the attack for insurance payouts. Yeah. I mean, I guess I also don't really know anything about the the scale of insurance claims, so maybe that's not that much. But that definitely sounds like a lot. They had a lot. And then in the days like the three days leading up to 9-11, they had 45 times the normal volume for life insurance policies. Okay. That, and like that traveler's insurance during yeah. those days right before 9-11, which is, I feel like that's just very odd. That that is like killing your spouse level weird, where they're like yeah. they, you know, three the one week one week prior they took out five you know life insurance policies for three thousand whatever. Oh, that's they not took out much. a new insurance policy for four million dollars a week before their spouse was found dead yeah. or their yeah, spouse went missing. You're like, mm, the husband did it. The husband did it. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know why I went to 3,000 unless it's like 1885 or something. I'm still a lot of money to me. Three, yeah, I could use three grand. It's just, but yeah, that's, that is certainly interesting that just that many more dollars were being put towards insurance claims. Yeah. Or like policies right before a major disaster. Yes. The defense contractor Raytheon had an abnormal amount of like call options and purchases on September 10th. They had six times their normal numbers. Oh, weird. Which it was a total of 232 contracts. So I feel like they're not getting tons of stuff generally. Like they're getting some good stuff, but not like hundreds. Yeah. So it's it's abnormal, but not necessarily suspicious. Yeah. Okay. And then a few brokerage firms like Fidelity Investments and TD Waterhouse had five million dollars in profits with all of these trades. Wow. Yes. That definitely that definitely overshadows my three thousand from earlier. <laughs> That's a lot. It it is a lot of money. Again, with the investigation of the 9-11 committee, they saw that, like, there was some weird stuff. It was suspected that Al-Qaeda was doing some potential insider trading, which I'm not entirely (laughs) sure how that works when you dabble into other international stock market well i don't know i'm not sure why that's so funny that one is such a stretch to me it it also just sounds like him sort of diversifying his terrorism in the sense of like all right we're gonna send some people on planes we're also gonna play with their stock market a little bit just you know profit like a little bit yeah just in in case the whole 
taking over planes, the hijacking plan doesn't go well. We're going to we're going to get them on the money side. We're going to get them. Well, at least make a good buck out of it. Yeah, we're going to take those American dollars. We're going to feed them back into Al-Qaeda. We got we're we're getting it on both ends here, guys. Yeah, so that is the main driving force behind the let it happen on purpose. If you're benefiting from insider trading, why stop them? Yeah. Uh, you're making lots of money. Oddly enough, I've they're again all through college and as like YouTube was rising and stuff. I don't think I ever heard that side of it. That that one really does make the most sense. It actually makes sense. Yeah. I don't like that it makes sense. No, well, and it it also it's it's probably the best reason to let it happen in the sense that like they have the most to gain from letting it happen. Yeah. Like they they literally have millions, maybe even billions of dollars overall to gain from this tragedy. So they're like, yeah, fuck it. We'll yeah. get rid of our stock. Like, oh, we'll make a oh, shitload of money. money. Right. Yeah. Who that is, I, I think I'm now a conspiracy theorist. I wasn't before, but I think this is this is the first time where I'm like, oh, my God, it really is all just planned, wasn't it? Or at yeah, least known. That, that might change. Okay. These other yes. All right. Now we're getting into the fun stuff. We're, we're going most realistic to what the fuck. Perfect. That's my wheelhouse. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode. You can find us on Patreon. Just search for Peculiar Pairings. You can find us on Instagram at Peculiar Pairings Pod. And on Twitter at the same handle at Peculiar Pair Pod. You can also send us emails, message us with your ideas, all that fun stuff at peculiarpairingspod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you listeners. And again, we will be back next week with part two of this episode. We'll see you next week.